Hey, what's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. And Jack's back. Uh, uh, Not with AK-74s, though. Yeah, we thought you were going to Ukraine to get Ukrainian brides (laughs) and fully automatic weapons. Um, sadly, that was not the case. I had a, I had a thing of family matter I had to attend to, uh, but I also attended to it so fast that I told no one what I was doing. You are not the only ones to think that I went to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) I also, uh, I, I recently started dating someone and I've, I wasn't used to the fact that I have to tell people I'm going out of state. So I texted her from the airport. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go over? She's like, you're where are you going for how long? I'm like, uh, ooh, I don't know, honestly. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm it's, it's, a, it, I just gotta go, you know. My work from gotta... home privileges are showing because I'll just, I'll just go off. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Ukraine, and I'll, I wanted to talk about this before we get into uh, the episode, but I, there's a video going around Twitter of uh, Ukrainian fighter firing and and law down into the top of a tank inside the the only reason it's not the best video in the history of the internet is because he was inside the minimum the minimum arming range for that round yeah so he just trick shotted it in and it didn't go kablooey which is just the whole thing's um, the the whole shot was amazing and i do want to comment again how wild it is that i can go on tiktok and watch live war footage and also uh how you know the fact that that i'm also going to now call bullshit on that scene in saving private ryan where they elevate the tanks gun high enough to shoot that guy out of the tower not happening not happening not happening i (laughs) i remember watching that as a kid be like this is amazing and then i got a little older i'm like this is bull you know they couldn't have done this and now i'm watching the ukraine i'm like no no all right pretty fair a couple of sticky bobs a few machine guns and uh one dude quoting bible verses Dude. Yeah, so we've definitely learned uh, that unsupported armor in the city is a bad idea because dudes are going to lean out of windows with rocket launchers and blow your <laughs> shit up. Also, rocket launchers. The post immediately under the the video that I saw on Twitter, the post immediately under that was. Uh, an image from the hunt for red october where sean connery goes he's now removing the safeties on all his weapons <laughs> <laughs> safety what is safety just send it comrade and if that had been a panzer Shrek 44 that would have been a that would have been yet another dead russian tank put it on the board bob <laughs> Oh, man. So just, what do you think? Do you the think the poor them? Russians inside the top of that turret who just shit themselves like, oh, oh, oh. oh I'm going to say it. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't go invading other people's shit. I mean, obviously, you I'm, know, I'm America's in no position. Deserve it. I'm just saying they got to shit their pants <laughs> instead of dying. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're not talking about Ukraine and anti-armor this week. We're actually talking about a recent it's i guess it it happens every time there's a sort of an ammo shortage but people start making really cool 22s like and it's i and i i mean 22 is just as hard to find right now anyways but a brick of 22 is still cheaper than a case of nine mil and so you see a lot of this and obviously the most recent one was the sig p322 which looks like 
P365 and a 320 had a baby and chambered itself in 22. And it's got 21 run mags and a flat trigger. And that's kind of dope. It, it's a it's a cool pistol, and the immediate predecessor to that, the 502 from uh, from FN, that was also a really cool looking 22 pistol. So I, wait, like, I don't know on. anything about the FN 502. Yeah, it's just a it's slightly smaller, isn't it, Keith? I I think it's slightly because that that's the trend. I'd have to look it up dimension wise. It's slightly smaller than like the the 509, I believe. It might be the same size as the 509. But it's in the FNX configuration where it's hammered fired mm-hmm. and it's red dot and threaded and suppressor capable and all of that. So it's like that. And then the 322 came out with SIG. And I'm just like, 22s are really fun again. I'm I'm happy about this. So well, it would be a great time to be a kid starting Steel Challenge right now. Oh, super yes. duper. Well, and it's oh, not yes. just that because so a year, two years ago now, I was up at Taurus's facility in Georgia for like, we're talking about their revolver line and a bunch of other stuff. And they had at the time a prototype for their new TX-22 competition, which is a 22 pistol with a threaded barrel and you can get it straight from Taurus with a muzzle brake. And what was neat about it was they built the optic mount into the barrel hood. So the optic doesn't reciprocate with the slide. It just stays there right on top. And it's, I sh- we shot the piss out of their prototype until they were like, hey, can you guys chill for a minute? I'm like, but 22, fun. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to give credit to Taurus for kicking off this recent wave because I think that's the pistol that did it. Honest, honest to God, Taurus, Taurus wins this round bit by going, hey guys, you remember 22? Look at this thing. Also, Taurus, please make that in a nine millimeter. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the barrel what, 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 what do I care? Let me make this a size comparison for you. What do I care? If, if you're <laughs> listening to the audio version, Jack is palming a pumpkin right now, <clears throat> which is only slightly smaller than his head. Um, the best part is the people that are listening to the audio version wouldn't have any idea that that was an absolute lie if I didn't just tell them right now, which is fantastic. So, but anyway, yeah, it's it's interesting because I remember when we did Ammo Crisis 1.0 back in 2013, and all of a sudden, and back then it was ARs. Everybody was like, we're making an AR-22. And Smith & Wesson was there with their M&P 1522 that they've been making since 2009. We were like, but we has already but they came out with a whole bunch of new ones they had like that was when they came out with the mo version and all of that stuff so why do you guys think it's it's pistols this time it's just because there's already 800 ar-22s yeah i think if you wanted an ar-22 you got that already uh i had a buddy who had one and he wasn't doing anything with it so i i had signed up for a rifle class during ammo shortage 1.0 there was like a five-day 4,000 round rifle class and it was gonna it was a real like we did a lot of shooting up close um and (laughs) I didn't have the money for the ammo so I was like hey let me borrow that I went and bought some mags bought 6,000 rounds of 22 I took that class for under $300 with mags and everything um it was really great for that. If we had had to shoot further I, I think I like we were shooting I think the furthest was like 100 yards would you do all day with you, you can do with a 22 rifle easily so if you're if your class is inside that by all means have fun i had a, i had a blast with it i think it was a lot of fun 
but I definitely think if you wanted one of those, you got one by now. Or like, or the market, the mar- I'll, I hate the term market saturation because someone can always come up with a cool enough idea that you can restart a segment of the market. But the market saturation on like AR-22s is pretty high because you know about the CMMG kit. You know that Titman has one. You know that Smith & Wesson's is kind of the OG um, in either the older version, which I had, which ran like a freaking top, which was one of the coolest things uh, about it was it ate any 22. Smith & Wesson did a really good job of making sure it ate just about everything without a problem, where a lot of the other ones were real finicky, like, oh yeah, well, you have to buy, you know, 22 Remington Golden Saber. You can't go and get CCI. Um, there's also like an MP5 clone in oh, there's, 22. There's so many. You guys remember like the, uh, <clears throat> the weird days when... Um, HK wouldn't import any of their like they, they didn't one HK any of their good their, stuff yeah well and they don't make their own 22s anyways uh their 22s are all made by somebody else <clears throat> but um the uh fun you fun mean like everybody else's 22s except Smith and Wesson so fun story about the Umarex 22s actually I was in the Umarex factory in Arnsberg uh for a media tour Arnsberg's in Germany guys um and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But anyway, it's one of the cities we didn't burn down. Uh, so I was Just in the factory. a little angrier, you'll get it right. Little, I was in the factory for a media tour. I mean, you know, taking pictures. And they're like, this is, and it was a Walther organized event. And, you know, the Walther guys were like, this is where we make the, I think at the time they were still making the P-22. The, uh, and they were making, you know, the Sig Mosquito at the time, which was, we can talk about the Sig Mosquito in a minute. Um and I saw a crate of what appeared to be MP5s. And I was like, MP5s are lit. And I went and I pointed my camera at it. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture of this crate of MP5s in the Arnsberg factory. And they were like, no, 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 no. Those don't exist. Because at the time, HK didn't want people to know that all of their MP5s and 416s and all of these 22 LR products were actually being produced by someone else and just getting HK stamped on them. Um, but everybody knows that now. So it's not like I'm blowing the lid off some great big secret here. Yep. And to the question we were asking uh, earlier, the, the FN-502, uh, since we're, we're talking pistols, 22 pistols now, the FN-502 is full size. It's the same size as the 509, advertised as fitting most FN-509 holsters. So that's, that's, even, is that's it optics even better. Ready? Yeah, it's optics ready, it's threaded. And it's got proper uh, higher sights on it, so it's you're supposed to put a dot on this thing. That's go, pretty. Go lit. grab, go grab yourself an RMR, a hollow stone, or whatever. Throw it on there. Go have fun. Meanwhile, the Ruger twenty two, the the Ruger Mark, I think they're on the Mark four now. The Ruger Mark four is over in the corner, being like, "Don't you guys still love me? I was so no, cool. we couldn't take you apart." <laughs> so but the Mark four was like, "We solved that finally." I'm like, "It took too long. <laughs> you're dead to us." <laughs> Meanwhile, the day in the gun shop, the sad man coming in with the parts. It's like, ah, a Ruger. <laughs> I always did wonder. Always, always wrapped up in some sort of cloth. Yeah. It, it was in like a plastic right, I'm just, bag. I'm, I'm just going to like fold this up. I'm going to take my bundle of shame in. Oh my God. And the one thing I never understood about like during the tactical 22 rifle phase was like, I, and I still see this to this day 
when I shoot uh, steel challenge matches, you'll have guys with, you know, 22 rifles and stuff and they don't can work. And I'm like, why were you different? And why didn't you just buy a 1022 and put CCI mini mags in it? And they're like, well, because I wanted to do the thing. I'm like, but gun that works and that has worked for free. How old is that Ruger 1022 now? It's got to be old enough to call social security. <laughs> Hang on, Ruger 1022. We're going to Wikipedia here. It was... 1964 was when the yes! first Ruger 1022 came off the line. So it's almost old enough to collect social security. It's getting there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, lots of people are making cool 22s. Uh, SIG's new one is neat. And it's much, much better than the SIG Mosquito because it would be impossible to be as bad as the SIG Mosquito. Yeah, that was a rough time. It was, many, it was a weird time in SIG firearms in general, especially here in the United States. They're like, hey, look, we brought back the 550 series. And we're like, really cool. And we're like, but it doesn't work this time. It's like, that's way less cool. Well, that was the rainbow diamond plate era of SIG firearms <laughs> when you could get the P238 380 rainbow diamond plate gun. And I'm like, this is, this gun is ugly. This gun is <laughs> really ugly. And it's funny because sig sig's been through some i mean you could talk about sig for a while like you know you had sig the p-series sig and like the law enforcement german guns and blah 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 and the stuff that gets all the kids dick hard and then you had like the rainbow diamond plate era where you had guns that didn't work so great and the sig p250 which i maintain was a good gun and just would it was the wrong design at the wrong time and now you have current sig which is like Hey, we're going to make a, a factory pistol that costs $1,500, is compensated, feeds from 21 round mags, and basically is a Staccato XC that works out of the box and costs uh, one third of what the Staccato costs. And uh, go fuck yourselves, everybody else, um, which is great. Like the, the current version of SIG, they're making really cool guns. And I'm like, God dang it. And I told this to you, uh, I, I, I don't saw get Phil there, you turn it around. Sig. Oh, I know. No, I saw Phil Strader. He's, <laughs> if you guys don't know who Phil is, he works for SIG. He's uh, like, I don't remember what his actual title is, but it has something to do with pistols. So I saw Phil at a media event and I shot their new uh, P365 Spectre comp and it's really fucking good. And I turned around, I looked him dead in the eyes and said, hey, fuck you, Phil. I wanted to hate this gun because I'm the guy that doesn't want to give up my Beretta for the M18. So I've decided I don't like the M18. And by proxy, all other 320 products could get fucked. What and he's a like, terrible yeah, hill to die on. It's okay, but I, you know what? As I get older, I've realized that if I had been in the army when they went from 1911s to Berettas, I'd be that guy who's been like, don't take away my 1911. My 45, it's got steel. I get, and I get the comfort and thing. That's all I need. If I can't do it in eight rounds, I can't do it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's that's me, except just with an M9 <laughs> instead of a M18. And the M18's fine. There's nothing wrong with it other than the rear sight occasionally flies off, but other yeah, that than happens that, on a lot of guns. That happens on way more that, guns. That than actually that. happens a lot. <laughs> Everywhere. I get a great video of an Air Force combat arms instructor shooting it and the rear sight, because it's one piece and it covers where you mount the optic as well, just yeets itself off into the sun. And he's like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> well, that's problematic. 
Oh, okay. okay, 22s. They're great. They're back. Uh, any, <laughs> okay, any but left? where are the 22s we want to see? Like, hold on. Oh, all dude. the MP5s, I saw an Uzi version one time in the ARs. Those aren't what I want. You know what I want? I want a P90 22 long rifle. Yes. Yes. There's there's got to be a way to make that mag work too. There has to be a way. There has to be a way. I really like that idea. A P a 22 long rifle P90. Because I mean, every one, everything else exists. You know, you've got I mean, literally everything. You've got ARs, you have Uzis. Are there any 22 long rifle AKs? Yes. Uh, yes. They look I, weird, eight, and they don't. And they, they don't, don't feel work. as good. There's, there's an ATI one. I mean, I, I don't know if they work or they don't work. They look too weird for me. Want to be seen on the range with one? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It, like, it has, it has that Mossberg vibe where it's like, all right, at a distance, it, it might be, but then as soon as you get close enough for any detail, it's like, oh no, nope. You know what would be super cool if it worked had was the uh, STG 4422. Oh, yeah. That gun yeah. looked so good. It I, was, unfortunately, it weighed a million pounds and it didn't as work. As the original. Very yeah. authentic. So, <laughs> but it looked really cool. It was one of those where you're like, this is this looks so awesome. And then you're like, bang, click, frick. So, not I was very confused cool. when that gun came out in 300 Blackout. Who was yeah. that for? Who was the guy that was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Can I get one of 300 blackout? They're like, yeah, we can do that for you. One guy who wants to shoot World War II lookalike gun unsuppressed, I guess because it was like closer to the eight millimeter curves round that they had. I guess. I don't know. I can can feel kind of why they did it because that's 760 by 35 versus 8 by 33. So it's close, and the ammo. My, my guess is their play was ammo availability, but like, look, if you're buying a niche rifle as a toy that's a World War II remake, like you'll probably spring for the ammo too. Yeah, or uh, you won't, and it'll just be on the wall. Like, haha, look. So twenty twos that I want, uh, and this is one hundred percent ripping off Jack's idea because I was sitting here looking at a gun magazine on uh on my side table then it's got a picture of this one gun manufacturer's gun on it and i was like i want a hkp7 and 22 and i know that keltex made like they're like short boy and like 22 magnum and you can kind of like dress it up so it gets you there no i want the real thing i want hkp7 i also want it in 22 magnum because i it is well known that i am ass stupid for 22 magnum but come on just HKP7, 22 Magnum. I don't care about how you get it to work. You're HK, you figure that out. That's what I want, okay? And I want it in an SBR version and a pistol version, not some like bullcrap 16-inch barrel nonsense. SBRs, pistols, that's it. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but we're going to pick up a thread that we just put down. I want the Bizon. I want the Bizon mm. submachine gun with helical magazine oh. in 22. Look, when this is over, we're taking a trip to the Ukraine for gun shopping. And you tell me. <laughs> the PP-19. I remember this gun legitimately, and I hate this word saying this out loud. My first and really only exposure to this gun was in Call of Duty. Most, okay. most people 
learned about that in Call of Duty. <laughs> like, I understand it, that for that's you, a boomer, that's weird, but for millennials and Gen Z, you're like that's three what we're years used to. younger than me. Calm yeah. your tits over there. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a boomer. I am that eldest millennial. If anything, you me in with Gen X, all right? Jeez, boomers. <laughs> Gen X doesn't exist. No, no, I, I stand I, yeah, by no, that. Yeah, that is true. Boomers <laughs> all the time. It, boomer, boomer is not an age bracket anymore. It's it's just a mindset. It's a mindset. The two the two guns that are closest to me are a lever action rifle and a bolt action rifle. So sure, I accept. This. <laughs> boomer, boomer is a mindset. Just throw those in, in the gun rack in the back of your K five and head down to the Piggly Wiggly. Okay, first off, if I had like a nineteen eighties K five, that shit would be fire. Truth. There was a dude uh, who sold a service station that was catty corner from us, and it was probably going to get turned into a Starbucks or some shit, um, but after he sold the service station, he had for sale in the front, his 93 F-150 two door with a bed. And he only wanted six grand for it. And the number of times I was like, just like my phone's in my hand. And I'm like, do you, do you take Venmo? I'm like, what's the transaction cap on Venmo? (laughs) It looked great, but then gas prices went up to eighteen dollars a gallon. So I'm glad I didn't buy a '93 F-150. <laughs> that thing rates itself in gallons per mile. Oh lord, <laughs> like an Abrams, yeah, like an Abrams, which could also probably the Abrams defeat... main battle tank, Bradley fighting vehicle F-150 gas mileage chart. '90s <laughs> F-150 at that. <laughs> the engine is just a big lump of angry iron. It's not like particularly well machined. It's just in there. <laughs> We just machined enough off so it would fit in the space. That's then we stopped there. Oh man. Oh that. Uh that actually reminds me of one other thing we can tack on to the end of this episode because we have mentioned FN multiple times. The new FN high power, I shot it, it slaps. It's not a high power, like in the sense that it's so the best way you can explain the new high power to somebody is. It's like a Dodge, it's like a 2022 Dodge Challenger compared to a 1965 Dodge Challenger, right? They're both really good at what they're supposed to do, and they're not the same thing. I, I really want one in the nickel finish. Of course you do. No, so what you want is a Taurus PT-1911 and 38 Super with a nickel slide and gold-plated grips with the I nearly Mary bought a cartel gun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know which I was, one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, guys still like, hey, make me an offer on this thing. I'm like, I'm I don't a- want to. I don't want to, like, float an offer because you might accept it. Then I'm like, ah! No! So Everybody raise your hand if you bid on something on Gunbroker that the next morning you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> and then you're watching the auction the whole time. You're like, I don't want to win this. Please, I don't want to somebody win this. Somebody outbid me. Somebody this. do it. Somebody do it. And, and everybody else is like, nah, sucker, that's you. And they're like, congratulations. You're now the proud owner of an eight shot 38 super revolver. <laughs> so this is cool. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, we've managed to almost stay on topic, but not really. Uh, for the guys that's listening beautiful. out there, thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. Uh, make sure that you do all of those things in reverse. Send this to your friends. 
I haven't heard anything from Uber drivers playing this loudly in their cars. So I'm going to need somebody to step up on that one for us. And uh, we will be back. Thank you next- to the three people that sent memes, by the way. Oh, yes. yes. I did get a meme. Yeah. Uh, Keith forwarded me the, the best one was the look what they have to do to mimic a fraction of our power meme. And I was so, <laughs> so pleased with that. I was like, yay. Oh, <clears throat> so yes. Thank you, everyone. Continue to send in memes memes bring life uh i would like to see uh max level will smith slapping chris rock memes uh come in in the weekend between this and our next episode i'm here for it send it